0: Whenever the Eucharist becomes the focus of discussion in the Catholic world, we should rejoice, for as we've been told so many times, it is the source and summit of the Catholic faith, and that's one of the curious mantras that appeared in the Catholic lexicon since Vatican II. And I'll take it at face value to mean that the Eucharist is that from which everything else in the faith manifests, and that it is sort of a external, permanent sign of the incarnation of Christ and his sacrificial love for all of us. So when the Eucharist is in the news, we should rejoice. But it isn't in the news for any positive reason this time. We have stories today about the Eucharist, the lack of belief in the real presence of our blessed Lord in the sacrament, and the debate among the bishops about something they're calling Eucharistic coherence, a phrase which sounds like it has more than one meaning. So reflect on your state and consider whether... If the Eucharist were presented before you right now, if you could receive faithfully as we go over these articles in what is surely a nice break from talk about the future of the traditional liturgy, or rumors of France's supposed imminent retirement. Let's begin with the good news first before we dive into the otherwise useless U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops, who I'll remind you are a body with no historical, canonical standing. One bishop is pushing the rest of the U.S. on correcting the single largest issue in the Church, Lack of belief in the real presence among the lay faithful. I've reported on this before with independent data saying that only thirty per cent of Catholics believe in real, the real presence of our blessed Lord, that only thirty per cent of Catholics believe what the church teaches on that subject. Many refuse to believe the data on that, but anecdotally I've heard from listeners that at Sunday Masses in the last year, their priest would ask for a show of hands from the faithful in attendance of how many of them actually believe that our Blessed Lord was really and truly present in the sacrament of the altar. And according to the listeners, rather consistently, you see that only 30% of hands would go up. Now these are folks who attend the Novus Ordo, not traditional Latin Mass, which that same data says 98% of those folks believe in the real presence. Something to uh, let marinate in your mind on for a while. Of course, these are all anecdotes, so I suppose you could take those stories with a grain of salt. But one bishop is taking it rather seriously. And that's Archbishop Salvatore Cordiglione of San Francisco, who has taken some courageous public stances in the past on issues that are of a, shall we say, particularly San Francisco and James Martin variety. He rarely makes headlines, but when he does, it's usually for good reasons. So keep the good archbishop in your prayers. Our story comes from the National Catholic Register, which is the online print arm of EWTN. Headline Archbishop Cordelione, we need major effort to re-catechize Catholics on the Eucharist. At their upcoming virtual spring meeting, the U.S. bishops are scheduled to deliberate and decide on whether to begin drafting a document on Eucharistic coherence. And there's that phrase, Eucharistic coherence. Remember that terminology because we'll be hearing an awful lot of it in the coming weeks. But into the story we go. The Archbishop of San Francisco said last week there must be a major effort to re-catechize Catholics on the Eucharist and worthiness to receive communion. In an interview which aired on Thursday, Archbishop Salvatore Cordelione of San Francisco said that the matter of Eucharistic coherence applies to all Catholics, not just Catholics in the public eye. The bishops are scheduled to discuss the topic at their upcoming spring meeting from June 16th to the 18th and vote on whether or not to begin drafting a teaching document on the Eucharist. The Archbishop goes on and says that this has been a document that has been a point of discussion for 20 years, which is astonishing and kind of sad that there has been that much resistance to providing coherent teaching on the Eucharist and the state of its reception in America. But then again, this document will touch on Catholics in the public eye who support Moloch, as I call an umbrella of topics, and that has been a problem in America for about 50 years or more. So the bishops taking their sweet time to address it isn't all that surprising. As they say, the wheels in the church move slowly. Archbishop Cordelione gets to the heart of the matter. And I remember as a new bishop this issue coming up. And the realization that the problem is our people don't understand what the act of communion really means, in that sense of worthiness to receive Holy Communion, he said. So certainly Eucharistic coherence applies to every single Catholic, Corte said. Catholics prominent in public life have an additional responsibility in terms of the public witness that they give, he added, but it applies to all Catholics, so we need to have a very major effort in re our people about this, end quote. That's 100% true. I've lamented before about how few Catholics are seen in the lines for confession every week, but how very long the lines are for Holy Communion. Either we are a generation of saints, or, much more likely, most Catholics don't understand what the Eucharist is and what it means to worthy receive the sacrament. This requires, that term again, Eucharistic coherence. And the final thing from that article that I'll reference is a definition for Eucharistic coherence. The term Eucharistic coherence, used in the 2007 Aparacita document of the Latin American and Caribbean bishops, refers to the consistency between the way we receive Holy Communion and the way that we live our life, that we need to be properly disposed to receive the Eucharist, Archbishop Cord Leone explained. Remember that definition, if you will, because even before this online conference for the bishops has gotten underway, they're already debating this one. In fact, they've been debating this since the 13th of May, the Feast of Our Lady of Fatima. And why is that? Because on that important and overlooked day in the life of the Church, a letter was circulated among the American bishops, demanding that the bishops table the discussion on worthy reception of Holy Communion. (laughs) What timing, guys, really. From Pillar Catholic, we get this. Headline. Signatories on letter opposing USCCB vote on Eucharistic coherence include five cardinals, six archbishops. Who are the five cardinals? Well, in America, there are only six cardinals total, and they are Boston's Sean O'Malley, Chicago's Blaze Super, Galveston, Houston's Daniel DiNardo, Newark's Joseph Tobin, New York's Timothy Dolan, and in the Imperial Capitals, Wilton Daniel Gregory. And so, when you see their names lined up like that, it really is illustrative of the state of things in the Church in America. And while we don't know who they are, I will go out on a limb here and suspect that the one who didn't sign it was Cardinal Daniel DiNardo. Just call it a hunch. Now, the Pillar Catholic piece provides some insight into this. The signers of a May 13th letter, which pressed the U.S. Bishops' Conference to suspend its conversation on Eucharistic coherence, include 47 diocesan bishops, five of whom are cardinals, along with 21 auxiliary bishops. The letter sent May 13th to Bishop's Conference President Archbishop Jose Gomez urged that all conference-wide discussion and committee work on the topic of Eucharistic worthiness and other issues raised by the Holy See be postponed until the full body of bishops is able to meet in person. The serious nature of these issues, especially the imperative to forego substantive unity, makes it impossible to address them productively in the fractured and isolated setting of a distance meeting, the letter signatories wrote. End quote. The Eucharist and worthy reception of the sacrament are serious issues. Anything touching on the sacraments is, especially when we consider sacrilegious reception of any of them. But notice that they want to punt on this issue until the full body of bishops meet later this year. Sad, really. The pillar received a copy of the letter and independently confirmed its veracity with its sources, which these days isn't good enough for some people out there, but I have the full text of it on your screen for those of you watching on YouTube. And for those listening on Spotify, Anchor, Podbean, or anywhere else you can find the show, or for those of you who might be listening to this while driving, here's the text. Dear Archbishop Gomez, Having now received the May 7th, 2021 letter from his eminence, Louis F. Cardinal Ladaria, Prefect of the Congregation of the Doctrine of the Faith, we respectfully urge that all conference-wide discussion and committee work on the topic of Eucharistic worthiness and other issues raised by the Holy See be postponed until the full body of bishops is able to meet in person. The serious nature of these issues, especially the imperative to forge substantive unity, makes it impossible to address them productively in the fractured and isolated setting of a distance meeting. The high standard of consensus among ourselves and of maintaining unity with the Holy See and the Universal Church as set forth by Cardinal Laudaria is far from being achieved in the present moment. Moreover, as the Prefect's sound and theological and pastoral advice opens a new path for moving forward, we should take this opportunity to re-envision the best collegial structure for achieving that. We strongly urge that the bishops gather in person regionally or by province to discuss the cardinal ladaria letter before the september administrative committee meeting before any other conference or committee work continues on this matter we ask that you share this letter with the administrative committee please know that we address this letter as a private correspondence for you to share with whomever you think beneficial assuring you of our prayerful and fraternal best wishes we remain sincerely yours in christ and then as you can see It's actually cut off without the bishops' names who signed this. The pillar chose not to include the names of the bishops in question, which I suppose is their call to make. That having been said, it would be nice if they addressed this now, since America is the epicenter of this issue in our time, with Caesar being such a devout member of the flock, or so the opinion makers constantly remind us, while also publicly doing everything he can to empower Moloch and enervate the forces of our lord standing up for, for that topic. But since the USCCB is practically a secular organization these days, they're reticent to address this topic, and it makes sense, doesn't it? Especially when the Church receives ambiguous statements like the one Francis made a few days ago on the Eucharist and worthy reception of the sacrament. From our Sunday visitor, we get this. Headline. Eucharist is bread of sinners, not reward for saints, Pope says. That's an objectively true statement, as long as we understand that we must be in a state of grace when we receive the sacrament. What does the presumed pontiff say on the matter? People's hearts in the entire church must be wide open to wonder and devotion to Christ and ready to embrace everyone, sinner and saint alike, Pope Francis said. The church of the perfect and pure is a room where there isn't a place for anyone. The church with open doors that celebrates around Christ is, on the other hand, a large hall where everyone, the righteous and sinners, can enter, the Pope said in his homily during... Mass June 6th to mark the Feast of the Body and Blood of Christ. I'm going to interject here. The feast name is the Feast of Corpus Christi. (sighs) This allergy to Latin that we see so much right now, anyway. Continuing. The Eucharist is meant to nourish those who are tired and hungry along the journey. Let's not forget this. God makes himself small like a piece of bread, so humble, hidden, and sometimes invisible, that it is necessary that one's heart be large, open, and vigilant to recognize, welcome, and adore him. The Pope said, instead, if our heart is less like a large room and more like a storage closet where we regretfully keep old things, like an attic where we have stored, long stored away our enthusiasm and dreams, like a cramped and dark room where we live alone, with ourselves, our problems, and bitterness, he said, then it will be impossible to recognize the silent and humble presence of God, End quote. I'm actually sensing a little bit of a dig at the traditionalist movement in Francis's statement, but so be it. He does go on to say that we must meet people with arms wide open and all that. It's the usual talk of Francis that is on the surface true enough, but in the context of this discussion is rather interesting. And it's not a coincidence at all, since the discussion of Eucharistic coherence is going to be the topic in the church for the next couple of weeks. All eyes are on the church in America during this, including and especially those in the Holy See. In closing, I'll say this. The Aparecida document where the term Eucharistic Coherence originates from happened in Argentina in 2007. Pope Benedict XVI presided, and Cardinal Bergoglio was the key local figure there, and he frankly said all the right things on the topic, so we'll have to wait and see what his role is in all of this. But that was before then Cardinal Bergoglio was a central player and friend of the Leviathan, so the context is pretty different now, and I won't hold my breath on this getting resolved properly since the American Cardinals are nearly unanimous in not being on board with this whole proposed document. Just look at the players and you can see that much. But I want to know your opinion on this, so let me know in the comments section, and like, subscribe, and hit that bell if you haven't, so you don't miss a beat. As always, pray for the Church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.